Welcome to Path of a Green Witch podcast. My name is Andrea, and herbalism is an important part of my practice. In this episode, I am going to share a delicious herbal iron tonic syrup recipe from berkeleyherbalcenter.org. I will put the link in the description. This is a recipe that I need to try because apparently I am so anemic that I might need a transfusion. I will explain what has been going on with me after I tell you a little bit about the seven herbs that can help increase your iron levels. But if you don't have low iron levels, you should not use this tonic because having high levels of iron in your body is dangerous. Excess iron is stored in your organs, especially your liver, heart, and pancreas. Too much iron can lead to life-threatening conditions like liver disease, heart problems, and diabetes. So don't use this tonic unless you actually need it. But even if you don't suffer from iron deficiency, you can still learn valuable information about herbalism in this episode. The herbs I'm going to discuss are useful for other reasons as well. I'm going to discuss seven medicinal herbs and how to make an herbal tonic syrup. You can use this method with other herbs to make a tonic syrup that remedies other ailments. I am also going to talk about my health and my thoughts about COVID-19 at the end of this episode. You might be able to relate to some of what I am dealing with. I hope you find this information useful. Thank you very much to the supporters of Path of a Greenwich podcast, Jacqueline Hatfield, Ray, John Shields, and Nicole Mims. I really appreciate your support. If you want to support Path of a Greenwich podcast, just click the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening. The statements I make on this podcast are for educational purposes only. My statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Therefore, the statements I make are not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All of the information I share is simply for informational purposes only. You should always consult with a licensed healthcare professional before you start taking a new vitamin, supplement, medicinal herb, or conventional medication. You should also get professional advice before you start a new exercise program or if you suspect that you might have a health problem. Knowledge is power. I hope you use the information I share with you to seek the best care for yourself and the people you love. Thank you for listening. Imagine your body gasping for oxygen that it just can't seem to find. This is what happens with anemia. Your cells and tissues are desperate for oxygen that is just not available. This happens either because there are too few red blood cells to carry enough oxygen throughout the body, or because the red blood cells are lacking sufficient hemoglobin. Hemoglobin is the protein that carries oxygen in red blood cells, so if the red blood cells don't have enough hemoglobin in them, they simply cannot carry enough oxygen throughout the body. With anemia, life becomes a chore that seems to require double the effort. The fatigue from anemia can be debilitating. Anemia can cause headaches, cold hands and feet, and pale skin. Most cases of anemia are caused by iron deficiency, which is often triggered by blood loss. The blood loss can be due to a bleeding ulcer or heavy menstrual periods. Another type of anemia, called pernicious anemia, is caused by a deficiency of vitamin B12. Vitamin B12 is needed to make red blood cells, so if you don't have enough vitamin B12, your body cannot make enough red blood cells. Older people are at risk for pernicious anemia because with age, our body's ability to absorb B12 from food tends to diminish. Anemia can also be caused by folic acid deficiency. In addition to B12, 
Folic acid is also needed for red blood cell production. If you don't get enough folic acid in your diet, you could develop folic acid anemia. The following groups of people are at the highest risk for developing folic acid and pernicious anemia. Alcoholics, smokers, people with certain digestive disorders, vegetarians, people over 50, and pregnant or breastfeeding people. A simple blood test can diagnose anemia and you might need medical intervention to correct the problem initially, but eating a varied diet can help avoid further issues in the future once the problem is corrected. Here are some examples of healthy foods and supplements that you can add to your diet. Beef, fish, and shellfish are rich in vitamin B12. Clams, red meat, chicken, and shellfish are rich in iron. Citrus fruits, peppers, and broccoli are rich in vitamin C. Lentils, beans, and cereals are rich in folate. And for dietary supplements, you can take iron, vitamin C, vitamin B12, and folic acid. The foods and supplements that I listed are great to add to your diet if anemia is an issue for you, but there are a few things you should avoid eating if you have anemia. Tea is one of the things you should avoid because the tannins in tea bind with iron, blocking its absorption. If you must have your tea, try drinking it alone, separate from your meals, so that it doesn't interfere with the absorption of iron from the foods that you're eating. You should also avoid foods that are high in oxalates. Oxalates are compounds that bind with iron and calcium, making it difficult for your body to absorb the iron or the calcium. The following are examples of foods that are high in oxalates. Spinach, nuts, berries, chocolate, wheat bran and germ, rhubarb, beets, tofu, tangerines, and baked beans. In addition to avoiding foods with oxalates and eating foods that are rich in iron, vitamin C, vitamin B12, and folate, you can add this delicious iron tonic syrup to your plan. It is very simple to make and super nutritious. It contains seven medicinal herbs that have a long history of healing. I'm going to give a brief overview of the seven healing herbs and the health benefits of the molasses that sweetens the syrup. This is the list of herbs I will discuss. Nettle leaf, which is Urtica diolica, yellow dock root, Rumix crispus, dandelion root, Taraxacum officinalis, burdock root, Arctium lapa and Arctium minus, astragalus root, Astragalus membranaceus, rose hips from the rosa family, and faux tea, which is polygonum multiflorum. The faux tea is optional in this recipe. I mentioned that molasses is the sweetener in this syrup. I recommend using blackstrap molasses because it is more nutrient dense than regular molasses. And the last ingredient is water. Water is an essential ingredient in this syrup. This herbal iron tonic syrup is great for increasing iron levels and it improves the health of the organs that transport blood, absorb iron, and remove waste. It is important to support liver and kidney health when you are treating a problem with your blood because these organs are vital for keeping your blood healthy. Let me quickly explain what iron does for the body. Iron is actually found in every cell of your body and it is an essential component in creating new blood cells. Iron is a main component in the protein called hemoglobin. Hemoglobin is the protein that helps carry oxygen to all of your organs and tissues. Iron is an important 
important part of proper metabolism, immune function, and it is required for building collagen. Iron is also important for healthy brain activity and healthy nervous system functioning overall. Iron deficiency is a serious health problem, but it can often present with strange symptoms. The most common symptoms of having low iron are general fatigue, weakness, and cold hands and feet. Other symptoms include lightheadedness, headaches, and loss of appetite. Not feeling satisfied after a meal is also common. Chewing ice seems to be another symptom of iron deficiency. Also, if restless legs keep you awake at night, it's possible that you have a form of anemia caused by iron deficiency. You might also notice some changes in your body if you have low iron. Iron deficiency can cause brittle nails, limp hair, and pale skin when it gets really bad. There are many different reasons why someone might suffer from iron deficiency. The most common reason is not getting enough iron in your diet. Another thing you need to keep in mind is that you need vitamin C to absorb iron, so if your iron levels are low, make sure to add vitamin C as well as iron to your diet. Citrus fruits are the easiest way to get vitamin C. Iron deficiency can also be caused by excessive blood loss from a bleeding ulcer or from having very heavy periods. This is why some people feel really tired when they're on their period. Adding iron-rich foods and vitamin C to your diet might help with that. Iron supplements are poorly tolerated by a lot of people. They are known to cause gastrointestinal problems like constipation. But this iron tonic syrup is gentle and relatively safe. Consult with your healthcare professional before taking this syrup to treat iron deficiency though. And of course, you need to be even more cautious if you are pregnant. This recipe can be altered to suit your specific needs, so feel free to experiment with the recipe. I'm going to give a brief description of each of the herbs that are included in the recipe before I give the instructions on how to actually make the syrup. I have already uploaded episodes on dandelion and astragalus, so if you're interested in learning more about those specific herbs, you can listen to episodes 43 and 44 for dandelion and episode 3 for astragalus. Now for the 7 herbs that are included in this iron tonic syrup and the health benefits of molasses, and lastly the importance of water as a solvent. First is nettle leaf. Nettle leaf is also known as stinging nettle, common nettle, and greater nettle. Its scientific name, Urtica dioica, comes from the Latin word oro, which means to burn, because nettle leaves cause a burning sensation when you touch them. The leaves are covered with tiny hair-like structures that cause itching, burning, redness, and swelling. Nettle leaves can be consumed safely after they are processed into supplements, freeze-dried, or cooked. Nettle has a lot of nutrition and medicinal benefits, so it is definitely worth adding it to your diet and or herbal medicine cabinet. Nettle is rich in vitamins, minerals, and healthy fats. It contains several B vitamins as well as vitamins A, C, and K. It also has minerals including iron, calcium, potassium, phosphorus, magnesium, and sodium. And nettle has all of the essential amino acids and some important nutrients like polyphenols and pigments like beta-carotene and lutein. Nettle is specifically beneficial for healthy kidney function, and by way of the kidneys, nettle also benefits the entire endocrine system. This makes nettle essential for supporting issues that affect the urinary system, such as urinary tract infections, kidney stones, and gout. It is also useful for treating hormonal issues like endometriosis and PCOS, which is polycystic ovary syndrome. Nettle can also offer support 
support during menopause. Nettle can be very drying due to its astringent action, so people who tend to run dry might want to add marshmallow or linden to their nettle remedies to balance the dryness. Nettle is a great treatment for seasonal allergies because it can stimulate the liver's antihistamine production. Nettle even has its own antihistamine constituents that contribute to alleviating the symptoms of seasonal allergies. When it is taken alone, nettle is used to treat urinary tract infections, prostate problems, allergies, arthritis, high blood pressure, congestive heart failure, PMS, and scurvy. Scurvy is caused by vitamin C deficiency. In this iron tonic syrup, the nettle leaf contributes iron, vitamin C, and other trace minerals that are essential for good health. Yellow dock root is the second nutritive herb that is included in the iron tonic syrup. Europeans grow yellow dock as a vegetable, and interestingly, people in the Himalayas use yellow dock to treat the rash that is caused from handling stinging nettle leaves without gloves. The scientific name of yellow dock is Rumex crispus, but it is commonly called curly dock, curled dock, sour dock, and garden patients. Yellow dock leaves are an excellent source of iron, potassium, vitamin A, and vitamin C, but be careful because the high levels of oxalic acid in the leaves can irritate the urinary tract and increase the risk of developing kidney stones. Young yellow dock leaves can be boiled in several changes of water to remove the oxalic acid, but once the plant matures, the leaves become extremely bitter and unpalatable. Yellow dock has a long taproot that grows deep in the ground and draws iron and other minerals from the soil. The roots of yellow dock offer the processed iron in a form that is easy for the body to absorb. Yellow dock root is a common herbal treatment for anemia because of the naturally occurring high levels of iron. It is often ground into a powder and given in capsules in combination with stinging nettle. Both yellow dock root and stinging nettle have high levels of iron and are therefore a good treatment for iron deficiency anemia. Yellow dock root and leaves may have a laxative effect in some people. Don't take yellow dock root when you are breastfeeding because it can also have a laxative effect on breastfeeding babies. The laxative effect is usually mild, but it is something you should be mindful of. When it is taken alone, yellow dock is used to treat the following ailments. Allergies, chronic liver congestion, which seems to be related to heart failure, constipation, fluid retention, rash caused by stinging nettles, scabies and other skin diseases, sore throat, swollen glands, and tonsillitis, among other things. The third nutritive herb in this iron tonic syrup is dandelion root. Like I mentioned, I already did a deep dive into the medicinal uses of dandelion recently in episodes 43 and 44, so if you want a lot more information about dandelion, check out those episodes. Dandelion root is included in this tonic syrup because it has a high iron content and it is a well-known liver tonic. The iron in dandelion is beneficial for building new blood cells. Dandelion root is known to improve the overall health of the liver, which then improves its ability to cleanse the blood. The scientific the scientific name of dandelion is Taraxacum officinale. It is native to Europe and has been naturalized in most northern temperate zones around the world. Dandelion is used in traditional medicinal practices of China, India, and Russia as a liver tonic. Dandelion is also used to treat the following health problems. Anemia, inflammation, gallbladder problems, liver disorders, weight loss, and many other things. Burdock root. There are a few different species of burdock that are used medicinally. Great burdock 
is known scientifically as Arctium lapa, and common burdock is Arctium minus. Burdock has been used medicinally for centuries by cultures around the world. Burdock is an antiseptic, detoxifying, diuretic tonic. It has been used to treat acne, boils, eczema, arthritis, and diabetes. Burdock root is added to this tonic syrup to support the liver and kidneys. It is also helpful in balancing blood sugar. Burdock is an excellent blood cleanser. It can be used in any situation where the body needs to increase the clearance of waste products. It has the exceptional ability to stimulate the release of waste products from the cells. But be careful. Don't use burdock if you are taking insulin or other medicines for diabetes because it can cause your blood sugar to drop too low. And don't use burdock if you are allergic to plants in the compositae family like daisies, dandelions, and marigolds. Astragalus root is a great addition to this tonic syrup because one of the main symptoms of iron deficiency anemia is fatigue and astragalus is known to increase energy levels and increase endurance. Listen to episode 3 if you want to learn even even more about astragalus. The scientific name is astragalus membranaceus and it is native to China. The Chinese call it Wang Qi or some variation of my terrible pronunciation. There are numerous other common names for this medicinal plant like milk vetch and Mongolian milk. There are numerous species of astragalus and some contain toxic chemicals, so make sure you only use astragalus membranaceus in this recipe. The main part of the plant that is used medicinally are the roots. Astragalus is an adaptogen that helps fight fatigue. It is prescribed in traditional Chinese herbal medicine for chronic fatigue syndrome, weakness, exhaustion, and debility. These can be symptoms of a viral infection, nutrient deficiency, or stress. Astragalus helps the body cope with the physical aspects of stress. Astragalus is commonly used to treat the side effects of chemotherapy and to treat type 2 diabetes. It is generally considered safe for most adults, but if you are taking a medication to suppress your immune system like cyclophosphamide, you should not take astragalus because astragalus will counteract that medication and increase the activity of your immune system. Rose hips are the fruits of the rose plant. The rose used in herbalism is not not always the same as the rose you find at the florist. For herbalism, wild roses are best. If you grow your own roses, you can use any variety that has a strong rose scent. Rose hips can be made into tea and prepared as food. Every part of the rose plant can be used medicinally. The petals, leaves, rose hips, and roots can all be used as medicine. Rose petals are astringent and they promote the growth of new cells which makes them a good topical treatment for healing and drying out weeping wounds. The roots of the rose plant are even more astringent than the petals or leaves. Rose is a good treatment for many skin issues like eczema and acne. Rose water is basically just water that had rose petals steeped in it. Rose water is often used in cooking, but it can also be used as a wound wash, a face wash, and a soak for rashes. Rose is an excellent topical treatment for mild burns. The cooling action of rose relieves the painful hot sensation on contact and promotes new cell growth. The astringent healing action of rose is also good for treating gastrointestinal issues like leaky gut, gut inflammation, ulcers, and diarrhea. People also use rose for its uplifting effect on the heart. This effect is both physical and emotional. The petals provide a relaxing effect and rose hips are high in antioxidants that keep the entire cardiovascular system healthy. 
Foti tincture is an optional ingredient in this tonic syrup. Foti is an herb that is native to China and commonly used in traditional Chinese herbal medicine for its wellness-supporting properties. It nourishes the heart and calms the spirit. Foti is a flowering vine with woody, tuberous roots. It has red stems and either white or pink flowers. The name Foti means vine to pass through the night. The herb got this name because it is believed to unblock channels of energy through the body, allowing illness to escape. The unblocked channels would allow generalized weakness, soreness, pain, and fatigue to pass through the night while the patient slept. Another popular use of faux tea is to bring back color to graying hair. Another common name for faux tea is ho shao wu, which means Mr. He's black hair, or the black-haired Mr. He. Mr. He was a legendary Chinese man who restored his youth and sexual potency by taking faux tea tea. The legend states that a famine struck the village of a poor man named Mr. He. Most of the people left the village to find food, and temporary work. But Mr. He was too sick to leave. Instead, he gathered and ate wild plants and roots to keep from starving. One of the plants that he gathered was the bitter faux tea root, which the villagers had previously avoided eating. Gradually, Mr. He regained his health and his complexion brightened. He even fathered a son. His gray hair turned black again, and he went on to live a long and vital life. Faux tea's scientific name is Polygonum multiflorum, but it has several other other common names including Xiao Wu Pian, He Xiao Pian, Ho Xiao Wu, which means Mr. He's black hair, like I mentioned, Zi Xiao Wu, Shen Min, Chinese knotweed, fleece flower root, and Chinese corn bind. But there is a major safety precaution for this herb. There have been numerous reports of serious liver injury from using Polygonum multiflorum. The damage to the liver can even be fatal. Some scientists believe the liver toxicity is caused by the anthraquinones such as emidin, which are major constituents in Polygonum multiflorum. Excessive use of foti can also cause gastrointestinal upset. There are different kinds of foti that are classified based on how they are processed. The unprocessed root, which is called white faux tea, is sometimes used medicinally, but when the roots are boiled from a special liquid made from black beans, it is considered a superior medicine. White faux tea is used to treat constipation, acne, athlete's foot, and dermatitis. Red faux tea is the processed type. It is usually cooked in a mixture of yellow rice wine and black soybean juice. Red faux tea is used to treat atherosclerosis, fatigue, high cholesterol, insomnia, menstrual problems, problems, menopause, and malarial disorders. Those were the seven herbs that are included in this herbal iron tonic syrup. Now for the last two ingredients, molasses and water, which are very important. Molasses is the sweetener and water is the solvent. Blackstrap molasses is a byproduct of sugar production. Sugar production starts with boiling sugar cane juice to crystallize the sugar. It is filtered to separate the sugar crystals from the juice. A thick brown liquid is left behind, and that is molasses. The molasses is then boiled a couple more times to create blackstrap molasses, which is thicker and darker than regular molasses, and it also has a bitter taste. Blackstrap molasses is more nutrient-dense than regular molasses. Molasses 
is commonly used as a sweetener spread and a topping for yogurt and oatmeal. Medicinally, molasses is used to treat anemia, arthritis, stress, PMS, and blood sugar spikes. Blackstrap molasses is incredibly nutrient-dense. One tablespoon of blackstrap molasses has only 60 calories, but it is chock full of essential vitamins and minerals including iron, calcium, magnesium, potassium, vitamin B6, and 18 amino acids. One tablespoon of blackstrap molasses actually has 20% of the daily value of iron, even though blackstrap molasses is a source of plant-based iron, which is not absorbed by the body as well as iron from meat. The iron bioavailability of blackstrap molasses is about 85%, which is considered high. And the daily value of calcium, magnesium, potassium, and vitamin B6 are all around 10%. And like I said, it has 18 amino acids, so blackstrap molasses is an excellent source of nutrition. Water is called the universal solvent because it is capable of dissolving more substances than any other liquid. In this recipe, we use water to extract the active constituents from the herbs. Water is life. It is one of the four elements water, fire, air, and earth. Water is cleansing and purifying. It helps to flush out toxins and waste from the liver and kidneys. Make sure you are drinking lots of water every day, especially if you are anemic. Now for the recipe for delicious herbal iron tonic syrup. Here's the ratio of the ingredients that are included. You need one tablespoon of yellow dock root, one tablespoon of dandelion root, one tablespoon of burdock root, one tablespoon of astragalus root, and one tablespoon of foti tincture is optional. You also need three tablespoons of nettle leaf, one cup of molasses, and eight cups of water. Here are the instructions. Add the yellow dock root, dandelion root, burdock root, astragalus root, and foti tincture to a pot and pour the water over the herbs. Simmer the mixture over low heat for 30 minutes uncovered. Stir the mixture occasionally. Don't let it come to a rolling boil. Instead, use low heat but keep it simmering. After it has simmered for 30 minutes, turn the heat off and stir in the nettle and molasses. Let the syrup cool, then strain it into bottles for storage. Take one tablespoon one to three times per day to treat iron deficiency anemia. So that's the iron tonic syrup that you can take for iron deficiency anemia. Now I want to give a little life update. If you're only here for the herbalism info, thank you so much for listening. I plan to discuss Tulsi, also known as Holy Basil, and Hawthorne, also known as Mayflower, in upcoming episodes, so look out for those. I am also going to do a deep dive into some common active constituents in herbal medicine because I like to know why these herbs have the effects they have. Herbalism is such a fascinating topic. This episode is taking a really long time for me to write, edit, record, and upload. I apologize if it seems like I have been missing for a long time. I have not been feeling well, and this episode is just a reflection of me trying to get to the bottom of what is going on with me. So thank you so much for listening, and I am going to put the information about what is going on with me and what I'm finding out about COVID in the next episode, but definitely look out for my upcoming episodes on Tulsi, which is holy basil, and and Hawthorne. Thank you for listening. Testing, testing. It hasn't even been three weeks since I last recorded, but I feel very much out of practice and I'm hungry, so I'm probably gonna go and eat some food before I record this. 
this is just a test. And I guess I'm like super like nervous to get started because I've literally written the longest episode ever. I think I intended it to just be like a little quick explanation of eight herbs and how to make a tonic syrup and then it evolved into that plus a little life update and then the life update evolved so here we are i'm not going to do it all in one sitting because that would just be insane and another reason i want to go and eat right now is because it's the middle of the afternoon and i can hear people in the background i just don't think i'm going to get the best audio right now but Maybe it'll be fine. I don't know. I'm always like overly worried about the audio and then I go back and listen to it and it's actually pretty good. Like I always think, oh, they're going to hear that in the background and then I go back and listen and I don't hear it at all. But then sometimes I think my stomach is not as loud as it is and you can hear my stomach in the audio. (laughs) So I don't even know if I should actually go and eat. Like the other thing is lots of trucks are going by cars and earlier I heard some like construction going on. I heard the beeping. So there's just a lot going on right now. It's Tuesday, January 18th, 2022, 1.40 in the afternoon. And I think I'd be better off waiting until after 7 p.m. maybe. I don't know. Anyway, I'm rambling now. I could like literally just keep talking. Something is wrong with me. (laughs) It is the next day and I am still not done recording this episode. Um, I am going to finish today, but it is so windy outside. I really don't even know how this audio is going to sound. I need to do something. Again, I'm having trouble finding a position. You can probably hear like the glass in the windows rattling back and forth and then there's going to be loud cars going by because it is 11:37 a.m it is earlier than i usually record but waiting until really late i get so sleepy so i think i'm just going to put up with the background noise but the other problem is that i have to deal with my skin condition and i will leave that topic for another discussion. Let's jump back in. We are talking about iron tonic syrup. I said eight herbs in my initial title because I was considering molasses an herb, but it's not exactly an herb. It has healing properties, but it's not exactly an herb. There are seven herbs, and then, like I said, I'm going to talk about molasses and water and give the recipe, and then I don't even know why I'm giving this intro when I'm going to delete all of this. 